And we're live. Welcome to episode 13 of the podcast formerly known as the Dynasty Dad Podcast. We're doing a little rebranding over here with the, the guys that you know and love at the Smash Accept crew. And I'm you know, super excited to talk about this rebranding. Um, I have John on here tonight. You know, He's going to be my co-host and right-hand man here in this whole process. How are you doing tonight, John? Hey, Mike. Hey, good to be here. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore trades, but I, I'm pretty pumped. This is kind of our soft opening here for the Smash Accept one. We, I, I like what we have going. A lot of fun feedback on it and, and Twitter and in my DMs. And so well, let's go big with this starting next week. But we have a, we have a fun one. I know you planned for tonight. Yeah, tonight tonight's episode, and uh, you know you can obviously you can find John at Dynasty underscore trades, and you can find myself at Dynasty underscore Dad FF. Um, we're hitting up trades like crazy right now. You know, this this yeah. time of the year, you guys hit you put hashtag. You know, smash accept. You're going to get a trade offer, and we're going to talk to you guys about it. And you guys hit us up with your DMs. I mean, we are literally going to make this show completely about trades. You guys have spoken to us in our DMs, and that's what you guys want to hear about. You know, and that's what John and I that's are right. passionate about doing. And the guy that everybody's talking about right now is Michael Thomas. You know, what do we do with Michael Thomas? No doubt. We're looking at you know 2016. He jumps onto the scene with 92 catches, 1100 yards, nine touchdowns. So you're like, well. Let's see what he has to do. The 2017, over 100 catches, 1,245 yards, five touchdowns, and he just keeps getting better. 2018, 125, 1,405, and nine. And then last year, with that 180 targets, 149 receptions, 1,725 yards, and nine touchdowns. And that's the most dominant we've seen since when Antonio Brown was putting up those kind of numbers. You know, he has been the wide receiver one for the last three years. And just put himself as a top five dynasty asset, you know, and then in this offseason, that's where he was. You know, you, you, you had your super right. flex drafts. He was going in that 105 to 108 range. And now, you know, we get the news at camp. Obviously, we have the injury. So that's going to make put people out of sight, out of mind. But then we get the news, you know, that, he, that he's getting in a fight. He's not listening to coaches. And we got that diva kind of role where we knew he was kind of a little bit that way. I'm seeing people really scared about the Antonio Brown type thing. You know, they think, is he really going to go off the deep end? You know, is this a guy that isn't going to be coachable? What are your thoughts on Michael Thomas? You know, before we get into some trades and really break yeah. things down, what are you, what are you doing with Michael Thomas and what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, this is the kind of thing that is so key to stay on top of. And definitely the lead story here on, on dynasty trades and here on, on the, on the pod. And, you know, I, I think that, Start starting with what you said. I mean, coming into the season, he was the clear, undisputed wide receiver one in Dynasty. I, I mean, for me, Mike, he helped me win some championships last year. I was loving it. He was so consistent every game. And he, I mean, he was everybody else was like a distant second. I mean, I think he had like a crazy. Well, yeah, if you look at you know, I mean, everybody else. He had 382 fantasy points last year. And Chris yeah. Godwin, who you know I, I absolutely love, finished second with 282. So almost 100 it, points more yeah, between wild. the wide receiver one and the wide receiver two. And Chris Godwin had a fantastic season last year. Yeah, but yeah it's crazy. He was 100 it's, points behind them. And he, you factor like that a, out over the course of the crazy. season. That's eight points it's a, almost. A touchdown, you know? it's I mean, almost it's, over a touchdown a game. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the thing about it, though, is you, you really have to stay on top of the trends. But look, everybody, first point is – be careful of recency bias in dynasty redraft completely separate deal but because he's been out of sight out of mind you got to be really careful here that you don't undersell him i actually posted a, a twitter poll mike and um 
pretty interesting. I mean, going into the season, he was he was consistently the asking price had to be like three firsts or more, right? And and so you know, I threw it out there. About two thirds of the voters did say he's still worth over two firsts, so two or, two or more firsts. But it was it was a much smaller percentage that thought he was still worth three firsts. The the most alarming thing on the poll was eighteen percent said he was only worth a full size candy bar. So that <laughs> well, was that we was are getting scary. we are getting close to Halloween. You know what I mean? And we right. all like going to those houses that have those full size candy bars. So, I mean, yeah. I think it's trick or treat kind of thing. You know what I mean? And well, uh, owners yeah. are trying to figure out if Michael Thomas is going to be a trick or treat this year. You know that right. that's the thing that that's tricky right exactly now. Exactly right. And we all had him above Hopkins and above Adams. And we talked about them a little bit last week on the pod. And those are the three guys that they just get peppered. And everybody wants to move them down out of that top tier. But we saw what Devontae Adams could do this past weekend. You know, when he's healthy, he's right up there. He's averaging 26 points a game over this season. And when he's healthy, he was right there with Thomas. And DeAndre Hopkins hasn't missed a beat, if not is even doing better in Arizona. So it's a tricky situation if you can move mm-hmm. off of one of those guys because Michael Thomas is still the youngest of the group. You know, he just turned 27 years old. So we That's still right. have him in, a, in an area where it's like, I'm hearing a lot of, should I move off of Michael Thomas? You know, And the question before was, should I move off of Michael Thomas because Drew Brees is getting older? Well, he proved he can mm-hmm. do it with Teddy Bridgewater. Doesn't you know, matter as, the QB is. Yeah. I feel like we just got some negative recency bias, you know, where we're just like, he's been injured. You know, we talk about him coming back. He gets in the fight. Yeah. He tweaks the hamstring. As soon as he gets back there, you know, do not sell him now. Absolutely. No, now is not, not the, right the time. time to sell Michael Thomas. And I'm getting that on my DMs left and right. You wait until yeah. he gets back on that field. Because when he does, he's going to have 14 targets, 100 yards, nine receptions, and a touchdown. You know, and that's yeah. that's what we've been growing that's used right. to what they're doing. And and that Saints offense is missing him. You know, I mean, Kamara's filling in the role there, but no one's really getting peppered like Michael Thomas. And when he comes back, he's going to do it again. Yeah. You know, yeah, Let, that's right. So before the season, we had a couple I was I put it out there on Twitter. I was like, what are some trades you guys are making from Michael Thomas? You know, what were you guys getting before the season? What guys are you getting now? A uh, friend of the show, Jacob Vines. I was on his podcast in the off season that's at J snake underscore DFF. He's a writer and ranker for dynasty nerds. Awesome guy. If you don't follow him, mm-hmm. you absolutely have to. Uh, but he said he sold Michael Thomas for Kenny Galladay, the one Oh nine and the one ten in a 14 team super flex this year, you know, in 2020. So that's the kind of money that you were able to make. If you sold him in the off season and you yeah. and I advocated this on the, on the pivot show with our running backs about accumulating right. those picks. If you make this deal and I didn't ask him what he got, but you're looking at 109, 110, you're probably looking at, he probably got Justin Herbert and you know, Jerry yeah. Judy, you know? So you, you, you get go. those kind of pieces in this class. That's how you win. That's a, that's a hashtag smash except all day, you know? And that's yeah. what you were willing. That's what you were able to get. I feel like right now we're going to move into some trades here where people are now like, well, I'm scared about this. You know, I got to do something Mm -hmm. with Michael Thomas. And just because he's sitting on your roster, I mean, I have one roster, two rosters, actually, they have McCaffrey and Michael Thomas and I'm in first place. I'm not even thinking about moving either of them. You know, you got to sit there and let them, they're going to be great for your team. You can't move them if you're a contender. And if you're a rebuilder, wait. And I'm I'm trying to buy him in leagues. So you guys that are league mates of mine, don't listen to this podcast. At least not not when we're talking about Michael Thomas. So uh, let's move on to some of the trades that I'm seeing yeah, on Twitter now. So I wanted to just put that out there first because it goes exactly what you're saying is it's three plus or three first plus because Kenny Galladay is more than a first 109, yeah. 110. 
get right. it done. Mm -hmm. The next deal we have uh, Dynasty Bro Vic, you know, at Chief Sosa FF Dynasty Bros podcast. I've been on his podcast a couple of times. Great guy. Also guy. worked for Dynasty Nerds over there. And he said recently he sent Michael Thomas in a second for Tua Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa, and a mid first. I got to pronounce his name right. It's Tua time, right? This is Tua the week time. we get to see. This is it. He, so Can't he wait. made the deal fresh. He said the day before they announced he was starting. But wow. Michael Thomas in a second or two in a first? He said it's mid to late first. Yeah. You know, I, I think if you really have some bad vibes there and you need the QB, I consider it. But I, you know, I, I still don't know that it's the right time to sell Michael Thomas. And right. It feels just a little bit light. More. Yeah. I just feel like. It feels like you just – it's not a panic, but, like, could you have gotten more? Yeah, wait for him to get back on the field and show that he's still the man. Yeah. And I overnight, feel like right? That's that's Here. a trade where, like, you could have got maybe a, a Debo Samuel or a Deontay Johnson or a Definitely T. Another or someone, someone else in there because you threw your second in, right? It wasn't just that first. It was yeah. that second. And, you know, I talked to him, and it was a little bit more of he's trying to move on. He loves Tua. You and I both think Tua is a top mm -hmm. 10 quarterback in this league, and so does right. he. Um, right. So, you know, I understand the move sometimes to get a guy off your roster because you're tired of the drama. But I mean, the timing of picking up two was like good, but timing of MT selling, eh, not so good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, the next one is from Dynasty F Ball 9. This is the first time for the show. He sends in 12 team super flex contender Michael Thomas, and he was offered, ready for this one, Miles Sanders, Cooper Cup, and a 22 first. So three pieces for one. Are you moving Michael Thomas for that? Just thinking that one through. Yeah, that's that's right at about his value. That's what I, I would mean, say too. Yeah, I think it's that's a pretty even trade. I could I could see doing that one again. Is it the right time to sell? Not so sure. Um, I mean, if he does come back and still doesn't look good, that could be a problem. He you know is missing more time than we thought he would. So I can understand that one. Yeah, and I'm he's cool a contender. I, I said I would yeah. take it, you know, because yeah, Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders is an up and coming running back. He struggled a little bit, right. so you have a little bit of recency bias there. Cooper Cup's probably going to put up what seventy five percent of what Michael Thomas does, yeah. and you get a first round pick. So I know sometimes yeah. as a contender, you're you really don't want to move that off that big piece, but in this case, you're getting too many too many assets there. And yeah, you and I were both good deal. we were close yeah. on it, right? Twitter mm -hmm. wasn't even close, 75-25. And you know if there's a trade over 60% that, that Twitter's voting, I mean, you know, that's the mob. That's, that those point, are the yeah. guys that are saying you have to do it. You know, and you and I are Michael Thomas believers and truthers because we're yeah. right there and we're like, no, nah, I, I don't right. know if I can move that. It's close. So mm -hmm. love that. Um, next one is from FF underscore Casanova. He said he sent Michael Thomas and Giovanni Bernard, so let's just call it Michael Thomas, for <laughs> – for Robert Woods, Andy Isabella, Gardner Minshew, and a 22 second in a 14 teamer. And no. I got to say, no. No, I, I was I'm looking out. at that one and I was like, I understand that you want to move him on. But I mean, Minshew, let's, they're talking about benching Gardner Minshew. Yeah. You know, they're talking about putting in the giraffe himself, Mike Glennon. And we've seen, you know, six foot eight quarterback can't throw the ball more than 10 yards. That's not the guy if you're going to no. try to, you know, Minshew's not a guy to build around. If you can no. get a quarterback that you can play for several years here and that second and Robert Woods, okay, you know, I'm, I'm in line there. But Robert Woods, again, probably going to give you 75% of Michael Thomas, but Gardner Minshew's on the, you know, he's on the way out, you know. And, yeah, and no, I'm it's really not looking pretty. 
I'm pretty hesitant to just go after um, like a big, big package like that where you got a bunch of okay guys. If you're yeah. going to deal your superstar like a Michael Thomas, you've got to get a superstar back in return. Yeah. And it's that's like a, great, a top 12 at their position. That's you know, what that's I'm kind of exactly. And that's what I'm talking about right now is, is, you know, my brother's trying to trade me Michael Thomas, you know, and, and he's part of our smash except crew. Mm-hmm. And, and he keeps, he's like, what do you want for Thomas? And every week, you know, we kind of keep going back and forth and he actually just sent me an offer for it right now, but we'll talk about it. Well, he, on he wants, okay. Like it. Yeah, it, it literally just got the text. So we got trade alert here. Cortland Sutton, a 21 first that's, projected in that 103 to 105 range and mm-hmm. a 21 second and i'm thinking about it i'm thinking about just smashing it i'm a contender just smashing it on air I, i'm thinking about <laughs> just hitting that button just boom just drilling it like hey we still have some time on the pod and maybe i know maybe, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that one but i mean a little more yeah it's, yeah. it's Cortland sutton a first and a second you know it, we'll see where we go but that's very similar to the trade that dynasty dungeon said in another great guy okay. listens to the show he said he got Rager and two twenty-one firsts. Projected late, but he's not quite sure, you know. And we never know. We talked about that last week on the pod. Projected late doesn't mean anything right now because we're all kind of in yeah. that. You know, you could go either way in, in this type of season. And I'm not a big Rager fan. I know Mung, who's on the show, talks about Rager all the time. You know, if this is Higgins, I'm all about it. Rager, it's a little bit tighter for me, you know. But I think that's what we're trying to do, right? Is we yeah. want to get. Jefferson in a first or Lamb in a first, if that's even possible anymore. Or I might even consider Lamb in two seconds. You know, that's the kind of move that I want to make if I'm making a move is I want to make sure I get a solidified guy that I think is going to be a stud. And we call that the insulated trade. You know, I've been doing that one for years, but it's like for me, I want that guy that I think is the next big thing. And we both think that's Lamb, you know, and Jefferson and Judy and those guys. That's who I'm targeting. Yeah, I, and, and you could even go back and listen to our pod last week on all the, the rookie wide receivers we talked about and how we even ranked them. Uh, but, I, you know, I think I would actually take that deal, Mike, the regular, the two firsts. That's, that would be enough for me. It's it's right at even. I mean, I would maybe look at some of the other options, to, to your point. I mean, I'd, I'd rather have Lamb or Judy or Jefferson or even but- – even we Higgins, said that last but, week. Nobody's t- nobody's dealing them. You know, you can yeah. sometimes you can get that one roster right where that guy thinks he's going to win a championship, and Justin Jefferson's not going to put up the points for him, even though Justin Jefferson is a top five or top six wide receiver at this point in the season. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I was going to ask you too. I mean, you're probably still looking at some other trades, but the one to one trades are are interesting. Um, in a, in a really hot one right now is is DK, DK That's, Metcalf for Michael Thomas. I love that you said what that. What about that one? I actually put that up for a Twitter poll. I know you you and I are both doing our homework behind the scenes. You know what I mean? You did yours, right. and I did mine. I put it, who would you rather have on your dynasty team right now? You want DK Metcalf or Michael Thomas? 65% of people are saying DK Metcalf. See? 65%. You, you know, and I love DK Metcalf. He was my guy in the offseason that I, I made trades everywhere. You know, I traded Hopkins for him in a first, and I traded – Mike, I, I traded Adams for him in a first and a second, you know, and I'm like, I'm trying to move down on those kind of moves. And I love DK Metcalf, but let's, let's take a closer look at this if we can. Yeah. Um, right now, DK Metcalf has 24 receptions, 519 yards, five touchdowns. He's been fantastic, right? I mean, five out of the six weeks, he has been the man last week, switched over to lock it completely. And they, Arizona was, their game plan yeah. was to take DK Metcalf out of, game, out of the game and they could do it. You know, and if, if that's now Russell Wilson's going to feast if they do that, because, 
you know, they were playing a man and getting that safety up above and yeah. you know, a lot of double coverage. And it left Lockett go off for what, 53 fantasy points? <laughs> yeah, you know, Lockett going into the game was the wide receiver 14. He finished the game as the wide receiver two overall two. after that yeah. 50 point performance. It was funny. A buddy of mine was down by 50 and he's like, well, I got Lockett left. So I guess I'm not even gonna watch the game. And he put up 53. Like, man, Amazing. that guy, Love it. That, that guy missed what, what would have been the most fun story to tell yeah. ever is he's like sitting there watching the whole thing, but he didn't watch because he figured he had no chance. That's really an interesting poll, though. I, I, I'm not there yet. On, on DK, on the one-to-ones, this is super interesting that Twitter's reacting like that. Maybe I would say that's a that's an opportunity to take yeah. advantage of. You mentioned him earlier, but the only two guys right now I'd consider one-to-one for Michael Thomas in terms of wide receivers are Nuke and Adams. Yeah, and we talked about that last week. Is like Nuke, yeah. Adams, and Thomas are like that veteran group that like if you want to win it all, that's who you want, right? And I would not move any of those other guys above them yet. But we talked about that new up and coming group, right? We talked about Metcalf and and you talked about Lamb and Jefferson. Jefferson And you got to almost, I mean, I'm a big DJ Moore guy. There's a lot of those guys that are up and coming and they're like, they're getting there, right? But sometimes we package those guys. Exactly. Yeah. And if that's what you're trying to do for the championship, that's how you do it. But just a little bit more on, on DK Metcalf stats. I mean, that puts him on track for a, a season yeah. that would be, he would have finished the wide receiver two last year. You know, he would have had 64 receptions, 13, 184 yards, 13 touchdowns. If you extrapolate that. And that's 13 touchdowns is asking a lot, you know, and I, I put, it is. I put my bold prediction on our bold prediction show was that he was going to have over 1200 yards and 10 touchdowns. And I got mocked all over the place and he's on pace to smash him. But if you look at what Michael Thomas did last year, he still finishes 100 points that's behind point. Michael Thomas, you know, and that's that's, the that's what we're looking yep. at. It's DK Metcalf's going to have some of these explosive games, but I think they're going to take him out. Teams have been yeah. trying to take Michael Thomas out of the offense for years, and he's been the wide receiver one year after year after year, and he's 27. He's not 29. You know, he's not approaching that 30-year-old cliff. He's that's right. 27 years old. And, and consistency does win you. <laughs> fantasy championships right i mean yes dk will win you some of those weeks and maybe pops in in the playoffs but michael thomas is next level on consistency every game and and that's how he finished like over a touchdown higher than any other wide receiver last year yeah so that's what you got to think about he is absolutely on the next level and you know what app is on the next level right now it's the thrive fantasy app you know, there are a prop bet contest where you guys can put in there. If you put up to $25, you can win $30,000 this week. John, would you like $50 for free? I'll take that dad allowance any day. Right? right now you get that dad allowance. If you guys deposit $50 on the Thrive Fantasy app and you put in the code dad, you will get an additional $50. So take advantage of that. Get that extra 50 bucks. I mean, what are you waiting for? It's 50 bucks. You know, so yeah. play a little bit of fantasy football, get 50 bucks. It's worth yeah, it. Yeah, and the, the entertainment value is so high too. I mean, you're just like glued to the games and the players so much more so than just with fantasy. I actually had my best week in uh in week seven and made a little cash, and so that's the way to do it. Makes it a lot more fun for sure. Yep. You know who's not winning anybody cash right now? That's Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. Um, you know, it, it couldn't have gotten much worse, right? You know, Odell's struggling. He's been struggling since he gets in Cleveland, and he tears his ACL doing what? trying to make a tackle on a Baker Mayfield interception. I know we, we talked before we got on air here. I had one redraft OBJ 
share. I have zero in Dynasty. I sold my last one before the season started. Traded Dobbin, or traded Beckham for Dobbins in a second. And I'm taking that one all the way to the bank because uh, it's wow. going to end up being an early second. But what are we doing with Odell Beckham now? You know, I mean, we're kind of still fixated on 2015, right? I mean, it's been so long since Odell Beckham has been a wide receiver one. He's been that guy that's, you know, he's putting up a thousand yards, but a thousand yards isn't what it used to be in the NFL. You know, a thousand yards is not something where you're like, that's a huge milestone with how many yards with your quarterback throwing 5,000 yards, a thousand isn't anything crazy, you know, 4,000, 5,000 in Cleveland. It's, it is a little bit more of a feat, but what are we doing with Odell Beckham? You know, I mean, yeah, I, you know, you know, like I told you, I mean, on Twitter, I, I have zero shares and I was getting bad vibes ever since he got to Cleveland. And uh, frankly, I, I didn't think it was going to get worse for the, for the guy after all the, the crap jokes that he had to deal with and the, the pink guy think, and everything else. I, mean, that, I that, didn't that think was it's good, right? Bottom. I thought we were yeah. scraping bottom then a few weeks ago, but. Uh, you know, this guy now I had to go check, but he is now slipped to like almost like a flex territory. DLF has him as wide receiver 26. Now he's kind of in a free fall because he can't stay on the field. Uh, maybe look, he's 27. I think that his birthday's he, next week. So he'll be 28. Wow. Yeah. So he's almost 28. And, you know, so he, he's starting to get up there and he just hasn't got it done. So this is a situation where I, See what you can get because th that perception of him and what he could be, people are still holding on to some of that. So see if you can find a trade partner. I'm looking for, um, I mean, if, if you could somehow land a first, Mike, that's a smash accept, right? Am I right on yeah, that one? Absolutely. Any first. Even, like, even an early second, if you can get an RB2 or, or a wide receiver two, or even a, a package a couple of those, get a, get a couple of good flux players that will help you along, um, I'm doing it. I, I'm, I'm doing whatever I can get right now. I hate to say it, but that's where I'm at. And you, we've been talking about this, and I, I've kind of coined yeah, this. I mean, I like, already I'm out. When, you, so when there's a guy on IR and you are tanking, you're tanking for Trevor right now, you know, and I've been accumulating guys mm -hmm. like Saquon Barkley and Cortland Sutton because they're going to be younger, and I want that. Odell Beckham's right. on a different range. I mean, we're talking about a you know nine-month recovery for the ACL. So, I mean, let's say he he's turns 28 next week. He's almost going to be 29 by the time he's fully ready to go. You know what I mean? It's Gosh. going to take nine months and then talk a couple more months to get things completely going. I mean, we're at a point where Odell Beckham, I mean, he's almost 30 years old. I know we're adding time onto there, but the only guy I think you can sell that to is the guy who is clearly tanking. So go to that guy yeah. and say, listen, yeah, maybe that, potential name, points, that right? name, yeah, that name cachet of Odell Beckham still holds true. It's been holding. Yep. It's slowly dying. Now it's sharply dying. If you can trade Odell Beckham to a guy that's a can, the guy that's tanking, you know, get something, get anything you can yeah. right now and try to move off of that because the guy that's going to want him, you know, he probably has something, some points he's trying to get off his team. He probably has yeah. an older veteran that he wants off his team who could help you win a championship, like a guy that I know you want to talk about, Adam Thielen. Yeah. More than a feeling. Yeah. Hooked on a feeling. <laughs> Hooked yeah, on a yeah. feeling. There you go. Trying to get some dad jokes in here. Um, no, for sure, as a as a uh, contender, he's he's absolutely one of my top targets. He is currently on on PPR average per game, the number six wide receiver. And we talked about this a little bit in previous pods. Minnesota is just kind of still viewed as this run heavy team, pounding the ball. But what's happened very quickly 
is their their defense is falling apart and we have these game scripts and so he's consistent every game i mean they're airing it out he's they look for him it seems like on every third down they look for him in the red zone he's actually scored seven touchdowns in five games in fact um he's he's basically all but one game where he faced the number one pass defense against the Colts, he scored in every game. He's uh, he, in three of those games, he scored over 26 PPR points. So he's winning you those yes. Yeah. And I mean, I had to look him up and I couldn't believe this when I saw it. I went to the DLF wide receiver rankings and he's sitting at 38. Okay. That's, that's unacceptable. <laughs> that's, that's, um, he's, he's 30. That, yeah. But I mean, come on. If you're contending and you just, that, that is, a total game changer. So if you could, if you could maybe buy them for a late first, somebody that's not, not feeling as good about their, their team and, and their, their uh, chances for this year, that's the kind of guy I'd be targeting. I love that, it. That is a league winning type move right there. That's, by, that's by very, pulling and feeling. I'm totally in agreement there. I mean, that's one of our biggest buys here, a veteran buy that you can get. Who's going to be a wide receiver one that you don't pay wide receiver one prices. I mean, wide receiver 38 yeah. and I bought him in a league for a 22 first on a, you know, yeah, strong contender where he's my wide receiver four. I mean, that's, that's how you win championships is, is you buy guys that are wide receiver ones. And that's a big underlying thing about our next couple of guys this year. They don't have that name, that sexy this you know what i mean like we're gonna look exactly. at some players and it's adam thielen so people assume that he's you know julian edelman type career arc just because we're putting him in that box but he is crafty he's a great route runner he's gonna be in the league for years i mean it's gonna be he's gonna be relevant and a probably a wide receiver two for the next two to three years you know and right now he right. has a wide receiver one ceiling and he the crazy thing is you know we talked about that offense can't support wide receiver one they have two wide receiver ones now you know they said That's they right. couldn't do it when Diggs was there but they're doing it now and the defense is not very good anymore so Thielen is a great buy um the guy totally that I'm bu- the guy that I'm buying that the price just keeps falling and I can't I can't pass on the discount anymore is Julio Jones I mean Julio is still right you know he's always banged up we know that but Julio Jones right now is in wide, he's averaging 17.54 points per game. You know, that that's fantastic or fantastic. He's still in that same range, you know, 2019, almost 100 catches, 1394 yards, six touchdowns, 2018, 1600 yards. He's not that same Julio where he's going to put up 1600 yards, but he is going to get you close to 100 catches. He is going to get over 1200 yards and six touchdowns, you know. You have to go back all the way to 2013 since he didn't have 80 catches and 1000 yards in a season. And that was due to injury and his price just keeps dropping. Um, his average, yep. you know, yards per reception is still in that same area. It's in 14.4. And because of the age, you know, Julio's another guy that I don't see him falling off completely for several years. Now. I feel like he falls into a nice wide receiver two niche for the next several years, kind of like Thielen, you know, they're just different kind of players and go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think that at least, I mean, as a contender, you're you're gonna you're gonna pick up a, a wide receiver one that that can help you win it all and and I I think that it's we're all pretty confident he's gonna be around at least next year right yeah and I, you know I could see maybe even going out to like a 22 first or something like that or offer a couple later picks um, for sure and pick that up I mean he's he's still getting a huge number of targets Atlanta is just clearly better when he's playing with me, Matt Ryan is a different quarterback with Julio on the field. 
Calvin Ridley does better when Julio's bringing targets away from. So they they really want to continue to to emphasize Julio in that offense in Atlanta. I mean, they're just going to be airing it out. That defense is so bad. He's going to get so many targets. Yeah. And you're going to get into some shootouts too. Like we already talked about the Minnesota defense in week six. You had 10 targets, eight receptions, 137 yards, two touchdowns. That's that's the kind of game script I want to have yeah. <laughs> on my team. Like, give me those Falcons. Yeah, and it, I mean, we we got he we got banged up in week two. He sat out week three, and now he's starting to look fresh again. You know, I mean, he's coming off, like you said, week yeah. six, 33 fantasy points. Week seven, 17 fantasy points. In those games, 19 targets. He's getting peppered again. You eight know, eight receptions. And, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So now's the time to buy him. Um, and this trade, you know, and I'm not advocating doing this particular trade, but it gives you an idea of where the market's going here. I mean, John and I are both saying if you can get him for a late 21 first or even maybe a 22 second and maybe a throw in like Andy Isabella or a guy that you're not sold yeah. on, you know, a guy that has some draft capital, but you don't think he's going to pan out. Uh, at Devi underscore Kane sent in, he said he got Deontay Johnson in a second for Julio. Now, you know, Deontay and Julio, I'm I'm still leaning Julio more than Deontay Johnson, obviously, if I'm a contender, you know, and that's a very directional trade because I do love Deontay yeah. Johnson. He's getting targets like crazy. But Twitter had this at 71% for Deontay Johnson and only 29% wow. for Julio. Wow. You know, so that that's more just to say, guys, you can get Julio. That's where the market's at, yeah. You, you take out that second, and I bet Twitter's still, you know, pushing the Deontay Johnson side. So if you want a guy for a contending team, Julio Jones, Adam Thielen are two great guys. Great target. And there's another guy over there, you know, with uh, with Justin Herbert, who I know you're also just loving getting on your teams right now. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about Keenan Allen? Yeah, Keenan Allen um, is is another great target, and stock has got to be going up. I mean, we we were like gushing on Justin Herbert, and so Keenan Allen is already at the number fourteen overall PPR average per game, and again. Justin Herbert's just getting going. I looked, his DLF ranking is at 21, so he's still considered like a low wide receiver too in Dynasty, okay? Um, I mean, look look at his week seven line here, Mike. 13 targets, 10 receptions, 125 yards. Back in week three, 19 targets. That is unbelievable. Yeah. I I think you kind of – I mean, even he, he's only had a couple touchdowns. And I mean, you might be a little bit worried about he's not necessarily the deep threat. And Herbert does like to throw it deep, but he's going to get his. He just he gets open. They try Herbert trusts him. Right. And and so he's he's already the number 14 overall, only with two touchdowns. So trading for him as Herbert's heating up is a great move. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, he is he is 28. But he is just one of those wide receivers that runs great routes, gets open, super reliable, consistent week to week. And so, yeah, I think it's another great target, Mike. Yeah, I've been saying that one for for the entire offseason. I said, is there a cheaper guy that's going to put up a wide receiver one season, you know, than Keenan Allen? I mean, we know it's going to be a wide receiver one, we are wide receiver two area. And we have that projected yeah. age cliff, right? Because it says 28, but he's not going to turn 29 until April. You know what I mean? And he's yeah. a guy that – if you have him on your team, I mean, if you're rebuilding or you're in the middle, you shouldn't have Keenan Allen on your team. But if you are a competitive yeah. team, this is the kind of guy that you have on your team, like we would have said about Julio Jones two years ago, three years ago. This is the guy that you have on your team to win it and to compete for the next several years. And that's what Keenan Allen is. And now he gets Justin Herbert. Right. I mean, now he has a legitimate right. quarterback. And 
Herbert, like you said, I mean, looking at those two games, he's going to have a lot of those kind of games. And, and he's getting red zone targets. That was the thing about Keenan Allen in the past is not getting a lot of touchdowns. Or, you know, he is consistent as they come. Yeah, and I mean, maybe flip the script for a second. I mean, if you're if you're pretty much done for the year, maybe you and you have Keenan Allen, now might be a good time to to shop him a little bit. I mean, think about it. Going into the season, nobody really wanted the Chargers. I know I was pretty down on him. I was thinking about this slow-paced offense, going to run the ball. Tyrod Taylor is not going to really build a lot of confidence. But now, Herbert's super exciting, shooting up the rankings. That offense, people want a part of it. And so, you know, it all, of course, it all depends on, on the value there. But you may want to consider shopping him to a contender. Yeah. Speaking, going from one quarter, one – one wide receiver playing with a rookie quarterback to another one. Another wide receiver I love is Tyler Boyd. Um, Tyler Definitely. Boyd, you know, coming off back-to-back wide receiver 17 seasons, you know. So we're he was yep. a wide receiver too, back-to-back seasons. Now he gets Joe Burrow. Right now he's wide receiver nine. You know, he's a top 10 wide receiver. And I feel like everybody wow. wanted to say, well, A.J. Green's coming back. He's the alpha. Well, they drafted T. Higgins. He's the alpha. I think Tyler Boyd is the perfect robin to a batman you know he has those guys on the outside and i feel like he doesn't put up the monster numbers if he doesn't have those other players but he is right now i mean 16.2 points per game he's got uh 61 targets you know so that's over 10 a game 48 receptions 500 yards on pace for 127 catches and 1300 yards you know and you're 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 able to get him because he's not that sexy name he's not somebody who's like i gotta go out there and get tyler boyd and to prove that point you know, a trade that was sent in by Dynasty Pigeon, uh, listener of the show. He sends in, he said, Tyler Boyd in a 21 first mid or Terry McLaurin? Believe it or not, Terry McLaurin's running away with this Twitter poll, you know, because Twitter loves go. Terry McLaurin. Oh, yeah. Tyler Boyd is averaging 16.27 a game and he's 26 years old. Terry McLaurin is averaging 16.45. So 0.18 more a game and he's 24. But that perception wow. is just so far off where you're getting a mid first to fall back yeah. to a guy who Tyler Boyd is a back-to-back wide receiver too. And he has Joe Burrow on the flip side. Yeah. I love Terry McLaurin and, and in no way am I trashing Terry McLaurin. Cause I think if he gets that quarterback, he's going to be legit, but we're looking at Terry McLaurin and he's got Kyle Allen thrown in the ball. Maybe Alex Smith, you know, maybe Haskins comes back, but in no way, shape or form. Is that a guy where I'm like, that's, that's what I want to base my championship team around. I think Tyler Boyd is that kind of guy. And these are the kind of moves that if you're savvy right now, you could be a contender and swap Boyd. You could you swap Boyd and McLaurin and get a first. So now not only are you still a contender, but now you get a piece next year. And if that's a mid first and we know what this wide receiver class is looking like, I mean, think about some of those players you could get with a mid first in a super flex that could be a absolute smash except a year yeah, or, from now. Or two pieces to help you this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm even better as a contender in some ways. I think you could do it with Tyler Boyd. He just somehow flies below the radar. I mean, you're throwing some of the stats out there with Burrow. I mean, this past week, 13 targets, 11 receptions, over 100 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. That was the second time that he had 13 targets in a game. Yeah. Burrow's yeah. going to look Burrow's, for this guy. Burrow's I mean, lighting it up. speak. Yeah. yeah, we're seeing what he, he's going to do with Burrow and Cincinnati. And, I mean, he, even Higgins has sort of just completely passed the guy up now in terms of the sexy name and, and yeah. the target. So it's it's definitely a guy you got to go look at and shop around, see what you, see what you can maybe pull for that. 
since we're still in Cincinnati, it can't be overlooked that AJ Green's gotten over. He's gotten 23 targets the last two weeks, back to back over 70 yards. I'm seeing people are asking for a late first. I've seen him go on Twitter for two thirds and a toss in player. That's the kind of guy, you know, you're not going to get a lot, lot of production after this year from AJ Green, but yeah. Joe Burrow looks like he's you get him for almost three now. guys and you, yeah. you can go get him there. If you're on a contender and you don't really care about your late second or your multiple thirds, that's a guy that you can stash on your bench. He could be your wide receiver yeah. five, wide receiver six. And we all know with, with COVID and the injuries stacking up, we get to the playoffs and that could be a move where it's like he ends up filling in because you're missing somebody else and wins you a championship. You could probably pick up AJ Green for a fun size candy bar. I mean, it's Ooh, those are nice. What, what's, What's your 101 of candy bars? 101 yeah. for me, it's got to be the Snickers. Snickers? See, Snickers am I allowed yeah. to say Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Does that still fit in? You no, know, I said candy bars. So yeah, if, kinda... you, if you're going to expand, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm with you on the Reese's. You, you may have to do a, do a, a full top 12. We're, there, always on yeah. the, we're always on the same wavelength, not just on not just in Dynasty Somehow Fantasy we're football. Always, but... Yeah, we're all aligned. All right, let's, let's do some quick hits here. You know, talk about some other guys. Um, that you guys could be, be getting for a cheaper discount right now based off of what's going on. The one guy I wanted to talk about who I've been advocating on Twitter for weeks. If you follow me, you have to have him because I have him on almost every roster I have. I got him in Scott Fishbowl. I got him on, you know, before he had his, his breakout. It's Travis Fulgham, you know, and I know this one's a little off the nice. notes here, but wide receiver seven in points per game right now. You know, looking at three consecutive games of 57 yep. yards and a touchdown to start his career with the Eagles. And now this this week, you know, Deshaun Jackson comes back. So people are like, oh, well, there's more targets. He's going to fall by the wayside, right? But Rager. Yeah, Rager's um, coming back. And 11 targets. Possibly Goddard. Yeah. yeah. 11 targets, 73 yards. And over this time, he's been graded at as PFF's second highest graded receiver. Now, as an Eagles fan, I'm watching the games and I watch week one and I'm like, that was nice. You know, he. I mean, some legit route running, some some 50-50 balls, and then week two and week three, and now I'm like, you got to get Pretty this consistent. Guy. Yeah. I just got him in a trade as a toss-in. You know, I was like, hey, if I throw in a third, will you throw in Fulgham? You know, I really want to compete, and he would be a nice addition to my team. That's where the community is on Travis Fulgham. Like, it really hasn't hit yet. I feel like he yeah. can be bought for a 22-second, and that's something I'm willing oh, to yeah. pay because I feel like – with with that Eagles offense, and I know it seems like a dumpster fire. We talked about Carson Wentz is still right now. He's the QB nine, and they're going to get Goddard back. But I think Travis Fulgham's carved out a role here where, you know, maybe it's two thirds, maybe it's a late twenty two second. I wouldn't give a twenty one second yet, but he's a guy that I've been saying get him on your radar, get him in a as a toss in in a deal because people aren't really That's coming right. around yet. Yeah, get him packaged in a deal, and he helps you contend this year. But he's obviously someone you could could also build around as a piece. So yeah. really nice asset there in Philly. Yeah, and it, and trade advice to go with that. You know, you said it perfectly. Maybe don't go after Travis Fulgham in the trade. You know, go after someone else and get him as a toss in. Because a lot of times, if yep. you go, hey, hey, what do you want for Travis Fulgham? Well, now all of a sudden that guy thinks you know something he doesn't, or Travis Fulgham right has right more on. value. So. You go after someone a little bit lesser or part of a different deal and be like, yeah, round two of the negotiation. You know what? Yep. Maybe, maybe yeah. if you throw in Fulgham. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And then you get him for free. Um, let's look at another guy here who, you know, Twitter just seems to hate this guy. You know, we, we loved him for a while, but Amari Cooper, 
you know, this, this may be a surprise. We're yeah. talking about another guy from the AFC East here, but still horrible defense missing Dak Prescott, but Andy Dalton's yep. the guy that seems to be keying on Amari Cooper. We even come in right. with the, the fill in. He's also keying on Amari Cooper because lamb and Gallup disappeared this week. Amari Cooper he has a disrespect to fill in like that. You're not going to throw his name out there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, I it's ben, ben, Ben Kapolsky. You know, like I, I was, I, it's much better than that. You know what I mean? You're a Philly guy. I get it. No. Yeah, no, it's no, no, they could start him all, all year. I think he's from, uh, what you'd be good with that as a Eagles fan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm perfectly fine with that. But Amari Cooper is, Low yeah. key, he's the wide receiver five on the season, and people have hated on him because they think, well, he has a lot of boom bust games and he's very inconsistent. But he's been fantastic so far this year. I mean, he's yeah, averaging. Put up, uh, yeah, he had seven receptions for eighty yards in that yeah. game. I mean, we're when, looking when at left. yeah, eighteen fantasy points per game, over five hundred yards, fifty three receptions. And we talk about how he has the ups and downs, right? That's always been the knock right. on Amari Cooper because there was a time where Amari Cooper was that guy where we were talking about him moving up into that top tier of wide receivers, right? And there were some issues that happened, right. but we said he didn't wasn't consistent. Targets this year so far, 14, 9, 12, 16, 4, 10, 7. So take out the 4. The 4 is the game where Dak Prescott got knocked out. Yep. There was a lot of things going on there. Andy Dalton didn't lock in on him. But then you move to the last two weeks, and Dalton's keying in on Amari yeah. Cooper. Seven receptions in both games, about 80 yards. He had a touchdown previous week. Yeah, you're right. Looks and, like he can be pretty consistent in that that offense. And I'm I'm seeing him on Twitter. You know, even though he is still young, I mean, Amari Cooper. We're still looking at 26 years old. 26. Just turned that way. I think he can be had for a first round and a toss in. You know, I think that's yeah, what sure. we're looking at right now. And I thought. Given his age and given his production over the last two years with Dallas, he seemed to be a buy in the offseason because everybody was kind of fading. And once Lamb came in, Lamb had those monster games. And I mean, I'm no way saying he's better than CeeDee Lamb and at, at any well, that's, you know, that's the point though, right? Yeah. But now yeah, it's a buy opportunity. It. Yeah, yep. he's a buy opportunity because number one, Dak's gone. People people are panicking. Number two, CD Lamb is all the bus. So for those two reasons, definitely go. Throw a couple offers out there and see if you can pick them up, especially as a contender. I, I really like that one, uh, you know, because I, I I'm guilty as charged. Like, I I was about to write him off when Dak went down. Yeah, but um, I think that we have to realize that this guy can still get it done. Yeah, and you're gonna get wide receiver one production. I mean, he's been on yeah. that fringe every single year, and now he's wide receiver five. Um, sticking in the division here, one more, and then I'm gonna kind of flip around here is. I know this doesn't go with the same mold of cheap players, but I was talking about Tyler Boyd and I compared him with Terry McLaurin, but Terry McLaurin, it might cost you a little bit more because you get that sexy name cachet, but 46 targets with those different QB woes. So we're looking at, they bring in a quarterback next year and we're looking at a legit borderline wide receiver one, but his next five weeks. So this is the time of year, John, where I don't know if you do that, but I started looking who are these guys going to play in the yeah. playoffs? If I'm a contender. Week 14, 15, 16. Week yep. 15, he gets that Seattle matchup, which you know is oh. a shootout. If you play Seattle, oh. you're getting 300 passing yards out of your quarterback as a lock. And that's the kind of guys I'm trying to get. Right His on. next five weeks, all bottom 10 pass defenses, mostly AFC East. And he's on point, you know, with 43 targets, and 570 yards. There you go. No, props to that one. I hadn't thought about that one. 
Yeah, I mean, he's someone who, you know, I, I feel like he's going to get most of the targets there. He's going to be yep. he's going to be peppered. Might not be the most quality targets, um, but he's someone that is definitely worth buying. And I think he's going to cost you a first plus. I wouldn't pay two firsts, but I think I would give a first and a second at this point. Does that sound about fair to you? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Exactly then, how I would position him. Yep. Two more guys here because I think we have time. The guy I love, Mr. Sir, sorry, Sir Robert Woods. You know, he has not disappointed this year. You know, Robert Woods, I talked about it a lot in the offseason where Robert Woods was going to take over that offense. You know, he it was going to be Robert Woods over Cooper Cup. And, and he's looked good. I mean, he's right now averaging 14 fantasy points per game, 46 targets over six games. 350 yards and he still gets that nice rushing floor every now and then you know where he he's mm-hmm. ran for 14 carries 99 yards and an extra touchdown and he's in a yak monster i mean out of his 350 yards or 350 receiving yards 202 are yards after the catch i mean you get the ball in his hands things happen and robert woods is a guy that i think you can still buy for a late 21 first and he's going to put up points for you he's the guy that you put him in there as your wide receiver three wide receiver four and that's how you win championships I did just notice that week 15, he's got the Jets and week 16, the Seahawks. That is beautiful. You know, that pay attention to those kind of things. I mean, that's, (laughs) I didn't even look at that, but looking at that now, I want Robert Woods even more on my team. I I have to say, Mike, I I think you've been consistently higher on Woods than than I am. This is the one that I'm not as fired up about. Um, I I don't don't think I have quite as many shares. Like, he, he still really hasn't had more than, six receptions in a game and you know just that rams offense sometimes seems to struggle like he only had three receptions here in week seven but i mean he does he does get the rushing floor i mean maybe it was me just see him get popped and fumble the ball there in the rams but i i I won't let recency bias influence me too much i'm just not as quite as big a fan of woods i'd rather have some of these other guys maybe i'll let you scoop up all those wood shares (laughs) well i mean right now I'm saying he's he's a little bit cheaper. You know, he's definitely that guy that that you can plug in as your right at the right at the right price. And that's what yeah. every everything in Dynasty that's is price, the point, right? price dependent, yeah. right? Like that's the guy we're gonna get. And I'm I'm seeing some trades on on Twitter here. A guy said he sold um Robert Woods straight for Robbie Anderson. Yeah, or he bought Robert Woods for Robbie Anderson. I know okay. Robbie Anderson kind of looked a little bit hot, but I feel like that's the kind of move, you know, that, that you can make if you're not believing in one player. In Dynasty, um, yeah. You know, I saw I'm seeing one here where a guy traded <laughs> he traded uh Boston Scott in the third. Wow. You know, for Robert okay. Woods. I mean that that's yeah, an absolute like two week running back fill in. Uh, right. Or like backup. so Robert no Woods doesn't have the same name cachet aside from me because he I have an absolute, you know, love affair with Robert yeah. Woods. But there are a lot of people that are willing to give him up off their team and and they see what his age is, they're like, okay. Yeah, I'm willing to move off of Robert Woods. And and they you might be able to get him for let I mean, let's look at this class. I mean, do you think you get Brian Edwards? You could get Robert Woods for Brian Edwards in a second? You know, or yeah, I, I feel I, like that's those the kind are the of kind of deals that might I might consider it. Yeah. No, right. I'm with you. All yeah, the Boston Scott one, that's a that's a smash except right there. <laughs> yeah, that one's not even close. <laughs> and let's do one more guy here, you know, a little bit off the cuff. Wanted to do this just for uh, you know, we had I know Mung's just came out with an article on on fan tracks about buying Mike Evans, and he had a lot of great points. Um, and I, I, one of our listeners at Dynasty Daddy One, 
you guys can call me Dynasty Dad. Don't call me the Dynasty Dad. What a rip off. It's it's a weird it's a weird situation when my kids are in the room and you know or my girlfriend's over here. Um, but he you know he traded. He gave up Travis Fulgham and Brian Edwards, and he got Mike Evans and Marvin Jones on a contender. Thinks that's the last piece of the puzzle. Wow. Let's talk about Mike Evans a little bit because that seems very cheap. You know, and I know that seems extremely cheap. At, I know you like Fulgham, but wow, yeah. Mike Evans here. And it's Twitter has it at 55% Evans, 45 for Fulgham. So I mean, it's not even like it's a landslide or anything like that. And this is why I'm thinking about Mike Evans as a buy, right? Yes. Is he's six straight thousand yard seasons. There's no way he gets that this year. You know, I mean, I feel like with the news of Antonio Brown coming in, are are people really negating Mike Evans that more? I mean, the targets aren't there. But the touchdowns are. I mean, you know, Tom Brady's throwing for so many yards. You would assume that Mike Evans is going to be more involved. But the talent is still there. And and the players in that deal, you're talking Brian Edwards and Travis Fulgham, the fact that you can get Mike Evans in there just seems seems so cheap. This seems like such a obvious buy opportunity. I mean, with Antonio Brown coming in, people are scared. And just a lack of targets recently. But you're still talking about a guy that could potentially lead the league in touchdowns. Um, the joke has been like, you know, he's going to get targeted there at the, uh, the one. Right. Um, but anyway, I, I think that it's obvious that he's a, he's a great target as a buy. I, as much as I hate to have to agree with Mung, I will on this one. (laughs) He's the the wide receiver 18 right now. And I think we're going to have Mung on next week for sure. But he's, he's our voice of reason. Sometimes, you know, you and I get excited a little bit with what's going on. And sometimes he's like, Hey, don't forget about Mike Evans, or this is the type of, you know, concern that you should have about a player that doesn't have a contract and things like that. And I'm excited about this whole rebrand with the guys that we have with, 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 you know, Jesse and CJ. And I mean, there's so many other guys we haven't even introduced just bringing them all on here and different personalities. And we're excited to assess your trades. I mean, that's really what we're all about is we want to bring your trades on here, mix it with the current news. And then you guys that are looking to make trades. I mean, a lot of times I'm getting questions on Twitter. Hey dad, how do I, how do I go about making trades? You know, and we're going to do some trade episodes. You and I make tons of trades. I made 107 last year, you know, like I'm always, I'm always wheeling and dealing. And you said it last week, every week, Make a trade offer in every one of your leagues, you know, and people are like, well, what if I get burnt? Okay, so we don't win every trade. I mean, I come on here and I talk about my good trades, you know, we do that. But for every good trade you, you know, make or every nine or nine good trades you make, you're going to make a bad one. You're going to mess up, but you got to keep going with it. And that's what we're here for. You mean, people, I I put it out there to our guys on Smash Except. I said, tell me your worst trades, you know, and. And your best trade. And my best trade was my first season. I traded CJ Spiller for DeAndre Hopkins, and he's won me several championships. But my worst trade, you know, I did two years ago. I had that Baker Mayfield love, and I I traded for Diggs, the 105 in 2019, and the 110 in 2020. And that ended up being Justin Jefferson, Miles Sanders, and Stephon Diggs for Baker Mayfield. So you're going to mess up trades. The reason I'm saying that is, be willing to make trades, be willing to jump out there, but ask us if you need a little bit of backing, you know, put that hashtag smash, accept. let us know what kind of league it is, you know, tag John, tag myself, tag, tag all the people that we have in there, whoever you want, hit us up with DMS. I mean, we're going to answer your trades and we love dissecting trades. That's why we started this group several months ago. We talk about trades. Yeah. I, I would say we talk about 10, 15 trades a day in there, just 
throwing things around and it makes it sound like real degenerates that don't have jobs, but we're all in there. Just, you know, I know I'm, I, I speak over for my, on my lunch break and I'm like, let's see what we got going on. You mm-hmm. know, that's what it's all about. Yeah. I, yeah. And frankly, like my answer to that question might be the trades that I didn't do because when I was still trying to figure things out, I maybe thought I'd get burned. I didn't want to lose a trade, whatever. I remember one, I, I didn't take Tyree kill for Sony Michelle. Oh man, right? I heard that's now, what right? happens when you don't when you don't make moves. I had that offer and I passed on it crazy. But you know, to your point, it's it's so much about the fun. I love your your tagline. Enjoy the process. Have fun with it. I still get a rush when I hit propose on a trade or hit accept and right. you're always mixing up your team. I mean, in Dynasty you have to. Otherwise it's it, it's the same set of players. So mix it up, have fun. We're we're here to help you out. We love doing it. We're degenerates. Yeah. So I can't wait for the Smash Accept crew to get going, Mike. There's nothing better than waking up on a Tuesday morning and getting a trade offer, even if it's trash. You know, even if it's absolute <laughs> garbage, you get that MFL, you get that MFL email, right? And you're just like, all right, I got a trade. And then yeah, you know, get a little rush. And then yeah, you're I like, wait, wait, you offered me a fourth round pick for Mike Evans. I don't care. You still offered me a trade, so I'm gonna feel excited hitting that work up, work reject that. button. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll kind of go back and forth, but we're gonna do some art of the trade kind of things and just really hit you guys up with the trades, hit you guys up with how to make trades and do things like that. So uh, any parting shots or, or where people can find you again? Yeah, here again, at dynasty underscore trades, respond to to them all the time. Here to have fun, love building the, the community and cannot wait to get the Smash Accept pod going, Mike. Yeah, I'm excited. And I'm uh, Dynasty underscore Dad FF. You know, you guys can find me. I'm on Twitter all the time. Hit me up. Um, and like like John and I both said, you know, the, we're still going to stick with that same tagline is just enjoy the process and hit us up with those Dynasty trades. Peace.